Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Hi everybody, I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy, and this is 51 First Dates, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are also joined by our lovely dater, Olivia. Hi everyone, I'm back. So if you're just joining us, thank you so much for coming and exploring, and maybe you heard us on We Met at Acme or somewhere else. Maybe we're on the internet somewhere else right now, and we really appreciate you being here. Other listeners, we appreciate you too. Don't worry. And thank you for all the reviews. It means so much to us. But this is all to say, if you're new, we'll give you a little spiel about what this podcast is about. Here's the spiel. It's about dating. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So yeah, Kimmy went on a bunch of dates, met her lovely boyfriend, and now we have new daters, we have experts, we have people who come on and talk about a first date as a one-off we have olivia who's here dating more regularly who we're going to hear from every couple weeks but it's kind of devoted to all things early stage dating apps and whether to have sex and who pays and all all about the first dates the first couple dates sometimes last episode we heard about a, a second date like a truly insane second date that lasted for days um but yeah that's uh that's our shtick. And also, we are definitely going to talk about The Bachelorette briefly, even though we're not a Bachelorette podcast. Yeah, we're going to do just five minutes, cut ourselves off. That's it. Because it happened. And I think there are some themes. Even if you will never watch this franchise because you think it's hideous, and you're you're probably... You are right. You're definitely right. Right. This season, <laughs> I think there are some takeaways that like maybe uh, could apply to all dating. But for sure. Olivia has not seen it, correct? I'm sorry. Correct. No. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to do the smoothest talking around it where we try not to spoil it. And if we do, then we owe you a present. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Uh, but truly. And then we're going to hear about one of Olivia's first dates. Um, we're going to hear, we're going to do the categories briefly. We're going, or not briefly, but why am I promising brevity when I've <laughs> never delivered on that in my entire life? Um, but first, do we want to talk about The Bachelorette? I mean, I'm, let's just do like a quick literal run time, five minutes, that's it. We're going to, we're, we're going to get forcing it. I'm going to time it. Are you set, setting timer? I'm setting a, setting a timer, timer on her so phone. So that it will ding. Amazing. So, you know what? It was at five minutes and 22 seconds, and I got honest. I made it five minutes and oh my zero gosh. seconds. Beautiful. Will you, yeah, I was going to say, put it on the table so I can see, so I can, like, know how fast to talk. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're doing it. Three, two, one. Okay. So, <laughs> this season of The Bachelorette was amazing for many reasons, mainly the hottest man to ever cross the TV. Tyler C., who, last night, when Kimmy and I were texting when we were watching it, and... Kimmy was like, he's hotter than John Hamm. I was like, he's hotter than anyone. Like, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen someone this hot. Agreed. But I'm going to rein that in because we did just get a review that said we sounded too much like sorority girls and that, you know, I know that my basic bitch is coming out when I obsess over Tyler, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cool that down. So that's one reason to watch it, but not the lesson. So Liza, how did you feel after the finale in which I'm not going to spoil anything? I felt like there was one big takeaway, though, which was kind of like... You need to go through some shit before you can actually see who's better for you for when sure. dating. Uh, you can't find love on a reality show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, some people do, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, someone was caught in a lie that really, really, that was caught outside of the show mm. that really was problematic inside the show. But yeah, it takes, I think what I mean is like, you can't find love in two months. That's probably way more what I mean. And then my very unclear, because I'm trying not to spoil it, but that liar became so much more appealing than possibly the hottest man on earth who I was just talking about. Yeah. So us as outsiders are all like, make the right choice. You've looked at these two kind of terrible guys, Luke P., which was the crazy born-again virgin. It's just like, to me, I was like, when I was 24, I had my own version of like kind of each of them. And that sometimes it just takes going through some shit to see like, even when it's the hottest man on earth, who's like the nice one and you could be picking. It's all like, we all have our own stories. And if you flip that on its head, let's say you're getting, you're the Tyler C. Yes. Or you're getting rejected by someone. Like, it's not about, it's not a reflection of you. The rest of America could be in love with you. Do you know what I mean? Yes, completely. I think that basically it's also – it's just tricky because you really can't or don't know someone quickly, as I've said. But also, like, 
Uh, I don't even know how to make my point. The clock is getting to me. I don't know. It's freaking me out, Kimmy. I feel. I, Do I, you feel I, the I pressure? Think, I think it's it's probably been unhelpful, and I apologize. No, but no, no. I, no. I, 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 wanted, I wanted to keep us honest. So it's just making me stressed out. No, I think that basically. Okay, here's my question about the liar. Did you like him before the lies came to the surface? No, I thought he was like watching paint dry on a wall. Yes. But it's tough because so many people on the franchise are like this. Like, do you feel that way? It's just like almost everyone on the show is boring. If someone's kind of not boring, they're great. Uh, exactly. I think the bar for being interesting on The Bachelor or Bachelorette is pretty low. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Something I did love about this season, though, I will end it on a positive note. <laughs> Oh, we have 155. We're great. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> I, I think that um, I think that Hannah did a really, really good job of, like, speaking her goddamn truth. She was, like, slow on the uptake at certain points. Like, mm-hmm. look, we all really wanted Jed to – or not Jed. We all really wanted Luke P to be gone a really, really, really long time ago. But even in the – one of the sit downs where she was like, "I what I liked about him is that he really, really liked me, and I got caught up in that." I was like, "That's pretty self aware. We've all had that moment." Mm-hmm. But also, I just feel like even in the last episode when she was confronting the liar, she did not let him get away with a single thing. She called him out on every piece of bullshit, and I was just like, for a twenty four year old who's like on a national platform in this crazy situation, like who had this big lie told to her and revealed, and it was embarrassing. Whatever. I just thought she like really fucking nailed the like this is who I am this is what I want this is what I deserve this is what I'm not okay with and you know what else she nailed in doing that then this is why it's like even if you've never watched this maybe watch this finale episode she nailed the thing that some men and women do when they're like we didn't define it as girlfriend or it wasn't this so it doesn't count she handled that really well and that was super relevant to me I was like I've had a version of this conversation with many less stakes or I've dated people like this fuck yeah and yeah it was so, impressive i mean we have 23 totally. seconds left so oh, we're you gonna... know what the moment i like too i like the audience was applauding for her and this and that whatever and there was one point when someone started clapping she was calling out this liar someone started clapping and she goes no no, no it's not something to clap about like i just was like hannah is fucking with kindness and grace telling people exactly how she feels and what she wants i was like i wish i had that kind of grace under fire is that it <gasps> Yes! Wow. Oh, it's so quiet. That's the time <laughs> I wanted the dramatic noise. <laughs> Guys, well, look forward to next season, The Bachelor, our five minute. We won't do it every week, but we won't. Especially if The Bachelor is a certain hot man who we're both obsessed with. He won't probably be, but, no. but if he'll they're be smart, he would be because everyone would watch. I would watch. And I usually kind of uh, step back on The Bachelor and watch The Bachelorette because I think it's funny to see the men competing. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Olivia, and listeners for indulging that that five minutes plus. I loved it. I can't wait to watch now. <laughs> Did we accidentally? We, we it accidentally. I have a pretty it. good idea, but of, of what happens. I already had a pretty good idea. Okay. There, it's okay. We'll, we'll still give you a present. Thank you so much. <laughs> so you know what hasn't been spoiled is your date. Whoa! <laughs> we have no idea. This is date number three, right? Yes, date number three. How are you feeling just generally? Should we have a check-in? Oh, yeah. Let's oh, talk a check-in. About it. <laughs> Again, feeling um, like a, a mom. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, girls. How was school today? Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn? Um, uh, check-in is, I think I am definitely still excited about going on dates and dating. Uh, I think the flip side of that coin is, I think, like, uh, it is as always, like a little bit disheartening to be like, oh, I had as, I think as many fun first dates as you have, like if there's even eight fun first dates in a row, which is not really realistic, I feel like, you know, maybe one out of every eight first dates even turns into like a really fun second date. And then Mm. I feel like for the most part, most people I meet, I'm like, "Eh, do I care about a third date? Probably not. Um, so I think like that sort of part of it is a little discouraging, but the first dates are still very fun. So I we'll see. Yeah, that's very relatable. I do feel like we are so second dates always. And I know we've talked about that with you, but mm-hmm. it's such an investment and third dates are such an investment. <laughs> and the whole conversation that comes up all the time in the secret Facebook group and he, between us and probably anyone who's ever dated in their head is like, what, when do you say, nah, I'm not feeling it. Right. 
And I'm always torn because I feel like there is such an argument to be made for saying, like, I don't know. I feel like some people have that expression that's like, if it's not fuck yeah, it's no. And like, you should feel so enthusiastic about everything you do and everyone you continue to have in your life. But I don't, and I, I love that idea in theory. In reality, though, I think it's probably like an unrealistic expectation that after like two dates, you are going to feel like all in on somebody. Totally. So I struggle with how long to like let things go on that feel like okay. Yes. I feel like I've said that a bunch of times the fuck yeah thing yeah and I feel like it's it's you're so right and it's not something I put together that yeah I doubt this is definitely just like two separate divergent ideas that I champion because I think that like like we've said like a lot of first dates are meh a lot of second dates can be kind of meh and like whatever but I feel like the fuck yes thing it's more like maybe for long-term dating you know what I mean someone you've been dating for a year where you still have serious reservations or whatever like I think at that point it's kind of like "Eh." but um but yeah it's tough with the early dates because you don't like know the person it's it's like a stranger who you've hung out with for two hours right and I think even if you get along so well it's still like labor to go and kind of like figure out what to talk about and like think of a creative date idea so I think it feel like it feels like it has to be super, super worth it, which I don't know that it always feels super, super worth it yeah. on, like, a third date. So I think it's – I think third date – yeah, third dates are for if you're feeling some sort of – yes, it doesn't have to be a fuck yes, yeah. but I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, when I would date 13, definitely didn't feel fuck yes the first date. I didn't feel fuck no at all either. And something just felt, like, fun and easy, but mm-hmm. nothing – You, I would have never bet – I have bet money on other dates. And sometimes I feel like fuck yes too early is also a red flag. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously no rule because every person is, like, dating in a different phase. But, like, right. But I think that Katie had that experience, too, who's also been on the podcast and did some dates for us. And, you know, we talked about her. She met her, like, now boyfriend on date number five or something like that of her she was she was trying to do the full experiment did she go to Krispy Kreme was that her yeah I love that so much (laughs) yeah okay so that's my cousin okay slash um best friend it was her birthday on Saturday happy birthday happy birthday Uh, uh and she yeah I mean she had a good they had a good first date she was like I like him it's good but it it definitely took you know it takes some time for Mm -hmm. sure and yeah, I felt that way even with people who I've had crushes on who then I've transitioned into like dating them where like we'll be dating or hooking up or whatever for like a couple of weeks and I'll be like, I don't know if I like this. But it's very hard early on to have any idea. And everyone's putting on a little bit of their like showy self, maybe not super like self-actualized people, but I think a lot of people still put like best kind of public self forward in early dating. Oh, I... Yes. Okay. <laughs> best public cell phone all the time. You know. Like. Are there any like, I'm going to shake it. No. I, okay. I, yes. I, I don't know when that left. It's still leaving me. I'm just getting used to like, oh, you've heard me pee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean. Can we ask this? We should ask this on Instagram or something. At 51 First Dates Pod. Um, like, do you feel like you're fully like yourself on a first date? You know? My answer would be fuck no. Fuck like, no. Yeah, definitely not. Okay. No. And I feel like, I think in some senses I'm very much myself. I think in a lot of senses, like, you are telling your best material. You are trying to, like, monitor what you say a little bit. So, I don't know. Yeah. Even just avoiding sensitive topics, that automatically yes. means you're in your head. Even even just avoiding politics and, like, what's your biggest regret in life? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. There's no way to not be in your head on first day. The yeah. person who can do that, like... Uh, I don't know. Might be I'm a worried. Sociopath. Yeah, I'm yeah. worried about that person. <laughs> There's, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Interesting. All right. Okay. So, okay. Do you want to tell us? Tell us about a specific the date? brief story yeah. about the date. Yes. Date number three. I can play it for you. Amazing. Or I can yeah. tell you. Should we do that? Let's sure. play it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, team. Um. Okay. Walking TCC from a date that I had. Uh, so, uh, we just went to Nomad Bar with this guy from Hinge, um, which is actually a very fun date spot, which I didn't expect because I kind of thought it was like old and lame, but it's actually pretty fun. Um, so I went with this guy and it was overall, like he was a really lovely date, like very fun, very chatty. Um, he was really nervous at first. So I felt like I wasn't getting a lot out of him, but then I found out he was a therapist and then 
basically it turned into like me doing a deep dive interview on what that job is like, which um, may not have been that fun for him, but like was very interesting for me. So yeah, ultimately I don't, I feel bad because like I don't think I'm actually that like attracted to him, Um, but interesting date and he was very feminist too, which I really thought was lovely. Um, Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh my God. I'm really, really excited to talk about this. Me too. It is though our two favorite things have collided. Like a date with Dating a therapist? and therapy. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I'm extremely, extremely excited. Um, okay. Also I have, oh my God, I have a lot of questions. Ooh. Well, we'll get to those. So you meet the guy on Hinge. Is there, tell us about the banter. Tell meet us the guy about on the plan Hinge. Um, meet the guy on Hinge. He was very good, I thought, at like prompt responses to my Hinge messages and like wrote a lot and just seemed mm-hmm. like to be putting in a lot of effort on the app, which I really appreciate. Um, but pretty quickly, I think we exchanged like 10 messages just kind of talking about like what we're doing, what we're doing this weekend, you know, something else sort of trivial. And then I was like, hey, do you just want to get a drink? Um, Love it. Yeah, yeah, just got to do it. Um, and so. Yeah, so I met him on the app, and then I was, like, very interested in the fact that he was a therapist. I just mm-hmm. thought that was such an interesting, like, I think it just says something really interesting about a person, mm-hmm. particularly a man, I think, who wants to be a therapist totally. and is, like, kind of young. Did, did it say that in his profile? It did. Okay. Yes. Interesting. So did you talk about it on the app or in text, or did you save it for the date? I didn't because I wanted to save it for the yeah. date. I try to not do first date topics on the app because I don't want to waste them. I think that is excellent advice and like I was gonna say etiquette but it's not it's it's you can talk about whatever you want in the apps but I like that yeah I think that's yeah. helpful yeah it's just a good strategy it. just like let's keep all the like just in case mm-hmm. I think it's like app talk is best to do like immediate relevant things that are like what are you doing right now what are you doing tomorrow or like weird specific things that are in their profile that you wouldn't otherwise talk about on a first date I think doing like sibling talk job talk is so boring on an app I agree I think that if the only thing someone seems to have to talk about are those like first 20 first date questions which are perfectly fine to ask in person it's the same way at like a networking thing you'll ask the same like where'd you whatever but like if it's happening on the app it just it's like grading yeah yeah it's grading and it makes me very bored so luckily we got to a first date first and we went to nomad bar which um as I mentioned, I, I kind of thought in my head that it would be, like, old and stuffy and, like, dark paneled wood um, and, like, very old New York-y. And it kind of was, but it was actually, like, a very fun kind of rowdy crowd. So it gave us a lot to sort of, like, look around and people watch and just made it feel like an exciting place to be. Totally. So do Did I you- do recommend Nomad Bar. Okay. How many yeah. eggs? Um, Four. I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Wow. Three, four. Maybe I'm an easy it's grader. Good. <laughs> no, I feel like it's a good location, too. I know, yeah, maybe not for everyone, but if you're, like, if people are working in the city, it feels, like, kind of in between multiple neighborhoods. Yeah. It feels central to a lot of things, including east-west. Mm-hmm. Um, what, did you pick it, or did he pick it? He picked it. Okay. Yes. Cool. And what did you have? Drinks. To drink? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a vodka soda, and he had old fashions. Oh, so... Classic. Yeah, no, I just like it because that's like exactly. What I want one now. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that feels like I would. Yeah, I don't know. That feels like what my boyfriend and I would order yeah. tomorrow. I like. feel a little basic with vodka sodas, but it's really the only alcohol that I drink like that in beer. And so I felt a little weird to get beer at Nomad Bar. So I was like, okay, I love vodka soda. I order vodka sodas so often, and I I know I'm getting sensitive to all. We have more listeners, and so it's nice, but we're getting more criticism. So, and I'm a baby, as Liza knows. Um, I'm sensitive baby but like I I do love my I make fun of myself for being basic but I love it and I don't understand how vodka and soda it's basic in the sense of like it's simple things are basic because people like them it's it's not bad to be basic not bad to be basic as we've yes we continue to fly the flag I went to a wedding this weekend and I think I only I drank like 30 vodka (laughs) over the course of like four days it was a lot of stuff but still I'm all about it you pretend hydrating while you drink it's not terrible for you you can not feel super full okay anyway sorry for that rant we are very strongly (laughs) pro vodka soda these podcasts are you out there Oh, God. Tito's. Um, Okay. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. I mean, the date started off, and this guy um, was, like, clearly nervous at the beginning, which I think I should be more empathetic about, but I'm 
not really typically. <laughs> like, I think I had just kind of like low patience for when people can't like turn it on and not be nervous. Um, so I was a little bit annoyed at first because I was getting a lot of like, not a lot of eye contact. Like he wasn't particularly like volleying any questions back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my instinct in those situations is to go into like interviewer mode. Um, a lot of like, actually like at my job, I do a lot of like interviewing of people um, and like focus group type of settings. And so I think I like switch into doing that with him if someone's not really talking to me a lot. So he wasn't giving a lot of responses, which then I had to basically do like an hour of like interviewing him in depth about his experience as a therapist, which is very, very interesting to me, but wasn't particularly like daily banter. Should we do the, what did we call the, our Bechtel test? Our Roskit, Roskit test? test. So we, we're, we've been trying to edit it and I forget the edited, but so did he ask you at least one question about yourself? Yes. That was about something other than like normal first date. Like work and sibling stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely did, but I will say it took a while. Like okay. I was cognizant of the fact at the beginning of the date that he was not asking me questions. Mm. But it might have been because I was just like aggressively peppering him with questions because I am unable to let silence occur on a date. Well, I think that, I don't know, I bet that's not the case. Only because I feel like you notice pretty quickly if someone's interested in you. And and I mean that in a way of like if they care about about getting to know I don't know not getting to know you that sounds judgy of him but I think that it's pretty apparent if someone sits down and they're ready to like put in the same amount of effort you you are or like at least a decent amount of effort but I also do understand when people can be shy too yeah I would as I got more comfortable going on dates feel like if the other person was maybe not seeing me as comfortable I would just bam 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 like come up with kind of the the dumb question games I had like not would you rather but like I you know I had my favorite what are your top three yeah (laughs) your top three tv shows ever and like really annoying but i'm I'm sure you weren't annoying but do you just as a sidebar yes have any like go-to questions you feel like are good fodder for this moment on a date whether that's yeah for either part if you're feeling shy but you want to ask the other person a question or are you feeling like you're asking a lot of questions and you want to ask something more interesting (laughs) um i think I think some of the things I try to talk about, I guess if I'm going to do like boring first date topics, like I think rather than being like, what is your job? Like, how long have you worked there? I think it's more interesting to be like, why did you pick that job? Like, mm. what are what do you hate most about it? Like, what do you love most about it? Um, like, okay, talk about your siblings. Like, which ones are you most like? Or like, which of your parents are you most like? Like, how mm. often do you talk to them? Like, I think those kinds of like, I hate to use such boring, like, open-ended questions. But I think questions that are maybe on normal, safe topics, but that, like, have a little bit of a twist are, like, an interesting thing to talk about. Ugh, that's so smart. It is. It's so wise. It seems so, like, we should have all thought of that. But I'm (laughs) sitting here, and I know we've, like, done episodes about what questions to ask on dates, but I'm fucking blanking. Yeah. You're blowing my mind. (gasps) Wow. But I think it's cool. Like, it's smart because I think that a lot of times shy people and men who who I think on aggregate, and I'm sorry to be generalizing, are less adept at talking about their feelings mm-hmm. um, because they're socialized that way and it's not fair and I don't like it. But uh, I think it does take a little bit to get them talking. Like, I've always been a big, like, um, I like to say, oh, wow, like, tell me more about that. Like, I do that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, or tell me about that. Or, wow, was that hard for you? Or was that exciting? Like, I like mm. to get... Therapist question. Totally. <laughs> try to get the feelings out. Try yeah. to be like, oh, were you were you excited about... Like, that's something that I go to a lot when I'm talking to someone and I'm having a hard time getting them to kind of express anything other than, like, facts. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think prompting feelings talk is good. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is lulls yeah. because he was the therapist. Right. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe it was like a therapy move of like him just being quiet and seeing like what I would fill in. Well, I we, don't know. We do know our therapist does not like to talk first. No, it takes a long <laughs> you time till yeah. you get her to really like ask more. Like for so long, our therapist would just like not oh not even write notes. No, just listen. Unless you have a dream, then she busts then, out the notepad. Oh, interesting. Dream can't get there fast enough for the dreams. Um, I'm like I don't yeah. even know if I'm remembering this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that would freak me out. I would do a monologue for hours. I would never stop talking unless she interjected to me. 
Yeah, like, she'll stop you sometimes, <laughs> especially if she knows you're bullshitting yourself. She'll be like, "Fuck." Yeah, it changed over the years, and we love her dearly, and she's the best. Yeah, but oh. we unfortunately can't recommend. Listeners. Oh yeah, Thank sorry you guys. <laughs> we oh. wish we could, but we uh, yeah, a couple people have asked, and we're not allowed. It's kind of to. a little bit un unkosher, unfortunately. Um, that seems reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> I think oh, one other question that I think is really good is, um, and I, I I think of it as a little bit of a test of like emotional intelligence and ability to talk about feelings is I like just asking guys like tell me about like your friends like who do you hang out with yes Mm, I I love this right it's a really good question and I think it first of all it's like obviously worrisome if people don't have that many friends but I think it's also worrisome if a guy can't like express why he really loves his best friends like I'm looking for a guy who's like well this is my friend to hang out with I love him for this reason like here are my other friends we do this together like I want to date somebody who has like very strong relationships established and can speak about why they're important to him Mm. um and I think that's can be like tough to find. So I think that's a good question. Uh, this is brilliant. Like this is a lot of brilliance, and I feel like you need to make a list and maybe Ooh. will you make a list and send it to us? No, yes. that's that, I don't want to give you homework. <laughs> I'm gonna make a list and put it on the secret Facebook group, but whatever. Okay. Um, but it's it's interesting because yeah, I think that someone being able to speak about things with enthusiasm, like including their friendships, is so important. Sometimes yes. I don't know, people feel like it's not cool to be enthusiastic, or some people just aren't enthusiastic, and that's also okay, but it's not But it's not who I want to date. Yeah, it's not interesting to me personally. Some people like that. Some people are mellow. Some people want someone else who's calm, who doesn't like there's not a lot of kind of peaks and and psyched upness and whatever and I totally get that and respect it and whatever but yeah I want someone who's gonna like talk up his friends and be excited about his whatever hobbies or whatever it happens to be that his or her thing is totally agree so how did the therapy come up um it came up I forget if I was just like so you're a therapist. I, I think when we were talking on Hinge, like he had mentioned something about, oh, I'm seeing my clients today or something. Mm-hmm. And so it was like lightly mentioned that he was a therapist. And then I was just like, all right, I need to ask you about this. Yeah. So we talked a lot about it. Um, uh, yeah. And I think like you could, de- I just thought it was really interesting. Um, like the background that he had, like he had worked a lot with sort of like underserved populations, like, um, like veterans and like people in prisons and like specifically like transgender youth. Like he had just talked to a lot of people who like his life experience was just really different for having thought about and spoken about all these people and different things. So I found that really compelling. Yeah, and what an amazing example of, like, even if it wasn't super sparks, like, what a great, even if it wasn't a great conversation, but so far it just seems, like, very interesting to learn about someone else, like, yeah, from a a place that's so impressive. I'm yeah. Just, I've never done one of those things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And I think the thing that struck me the most about him was, I think I mentioned this in this recording, but he was so, like, specifically feminist in this way that I just think I I had not really heard men express kind of voluntarily on any date previously. Mm. And it just, it didn't feel like performative or weird. Um, it, like he would say things like, oh, well, you know, I really like to challenge my male clients on these specific things. And he would like talk about sort of like how he would challenge his male clients on different like assumptions they had about how to behave in the world and what it's like to be a woman in the world. Um, or he would say things like, well, like he talked, he was talking about me or something. And he was like, well, you definitely have some, you know, amount of power and privilege being a white woman. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And I just thought it was really unique to have somebody talking about, honestly, particularly a male talking about that on a date. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in a way that doesn't seem performative. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's so you know that he's, like, that's yes. always, you know. Yeah, it's always performative. I feel like that happened a bunch on dates or not at all, even if they're super feminist. Like, I think yeah. still guys were just uncomfortable maybe. Mm-hmm going right there yeah and I don't know it's I feel like it's rare to see people just kind of embody it and be it and not and obviously look I'd rather it be performative I'd rather someone be a feminist and like maybe look to get a tap on the head for it rather than not be a feminist at all of course 100% but you know it's nice to hear that 
like the, you know, there's lots of there's lots of guys out there who do just kind of embody it and live it, and it's not about needing um, recognition right. for it or whatever. And it wasn't like the version of I think date feminism, which is like. Why well, voted for Hillary? Or like, yeah. well, I have sisters, so I really care. Mm-hmm. Which is totally. like so tiresome to yeah. have to be like, oh, good job. Or like yeah. overprotective, which kind of like isn't necessarily right. feminist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I have a question that's, I'm very curious about this. Did mm-hmm. anything come up like around dating and him being a therapist? Because my mm-hmm. wild imagination is like, did people ever just try to get free therapy by going on dates <laughs> with him? Dude, it's like Ooh. um, it's like homeless Heidi from High Maintenance. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think I I asked him something like, "Do people open up to you more easily? Like, do mm. you?" I, I was mm. sort of like, "Do you think on these dates you are acting like your therapist self?" And he Ooh. said something to the effect of like, "Well, I definitely have." kind of like a therapist voice and I had heard him slip into it like he would speak in sort of like slower controlled tones like he could kind of like bring the mood a little bit down in a good way um so I and I certainly felt like compelled to share more with him I think that I normally would have whether that was (laughs) it was so funny like whether that was because he was actively like doing something to get me to like share more about my feelings with him or because I was like he's a therapist he's used to it like I can say whatever I want um I definitely shared more than I I think about my feelings than I normally would have on a first date Mm -hmm. any therapists out there dating I'm sorry that I'm asking like the most basic questions but tell us if there are ever any weirdnesses around just people people who are not like Olivia people who get weird about therapy not ask the normal questions Mm -hmm. like Olivia yeah (laughs) I just I imagine there must be there there's someone weird for every yeah, yeah, thing you bring to a date. So perhaps I'll have to ask my my best friend's a she's a she's an LCSW, which is the same degree mm-hmm. a lot of therapists have, mm-hmm. like, including mine. For you, but exactly. <laughs> but she also is um like she works in uh, she works for a foundation, whatever. Her her job is a little bit more complicated. She's not like a practicing therapist, but she has been in the past, mm. and she's never dated because she's she's been with uh her wife since we were in college. But she definitely. I think has that effect on people. Like I've seen it happen where you're mm. with people and all of a sudden, cause she does, she does, she has this calm voice and just this open energy. Like she seems totally non-judgmental. Like it's, you know, yeah. it's easy to be like, you know, I do that. I've always, I've done that to her since long before she was a therapist when I was like 18. But, um, okay. I have another question about the state. That's a tiny bit of a pivot. Oh yes. You said earlier that you were not necessarily attracted to him. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to say as a big old disclaimer, like, obviously this sounds like a very nice person. We don't mean this shadily, but we as humans are not attracted to all other humans. Like, it just doesn't happen. Um, So... When you was that something you felt like as soon as you showed up? Like was it a a thing where you saw him and you were like, I feel this way? Was it more something that as you were talking, you were just like, I don't feel any kind of chemistry or any attraction developing? Yeah. Um uh, I think my expectation is often that even if I don't think somebody is like super attractive at the beginning of the date, I think if it is somebody I am going to be attracted to eventually, by the end of the date, and once I know more about them and kind of, like, get their vibe, I think I should feel attracted to them by the end of a first date. I think it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And, totally. like, in this case, I didn't. Um, so, I don't know. Like, as we were, like, he, like, walked me, like, home after this date. And so, like, as we were walking, like, to my apartment, I was, like, really in my head, even having this, like, internal struggle of being, like, oh, like, I... He's so nice and like so many things about him were like I should want to date this person but like I just didn't feel attracted to him so then I was like okay that's like a sign if after like a 2 hour date that was very fun I still not attracted to you like I think that you know yeah is a sign to not go further and when you're sharing especially when you feel like you're opening up emotionally and whatever yeah I I mean I think that's another just wise wise ass thing <laughs> maybe <laughs> And not that it was a fuck no in a negative way, but maybe, like, in the earlier dates, it's more important to pay attention to if there's something closer to a fuck no. And then later in dating, looking for that fucks, fuck yes, you know, mm. by, like, I don't mm. know. Does that make sense yeah. at all when you're getting closer to, like, defining things, being, like, I feel, like, yes about this? Yeah. I don't know. Not that he was giving a fuck no vibe. That <laughs> sounds awful. But just in your gut. I feel like our gut can yeah. tell us. Totally. And I think the thing about attraction is that, like, it is this weird 
kind of hard thing to define. It's something about how the person looks. It's something about how the person smells. Yeah, it's something about the <laughs> yeah the way a person talks. There's plenty of people who I haven't thought were necessarily hot from like a picture or whatever, and then I've met them and like I've had this experience with like friends, boyfriends, where I'm like, oh, I don't, I think they're whatever physically attractive whatever and then you see them and you're like oh you're attractive like you're Mm -hmm. charming you're funny you talk with your hands which is like a big thing for me like I think that it's hot I'm Italian (laughs) when people talk with their hands like like things that you can't and then there's also just stuff you can't define right it's like it's this really weird recipe that is so hard to disentangle and uh, but but sorry my point being is that I do think after spending an hour with someone, you can kind of tell. Totally. Yeah. I think it would be rare to feel like not even a little bit attracted to somebody after a couple hours. And then like the next time you see them be like, wow, I feel yeah. totally different. Like that would surprise me. Yeah, totally. Was there any awkwardness as, at the goodbye? Um, I sort of like knew as this walk home was occurring, I was like, oh, I think this is going to be like a... a kiss situation that I don't particularly (laughs) want to participate in Um, so it ended up being like a hug and a kiss on my cheek so that was fine that was a sweet gesture ultimately I feel like that's ideal yeah exactly what are your thoughts on first date kisses in general have we talked about this I don't think so my thought is uh, like I think like if I'm into it I'm into it if I'm not I'm not which is not super wise but I think it's like I think you should kiss on a first date if it's so obvious to everyone that like you both are going to kiss and like you want this is like clearly like kind of like building up over the course of the date I think it's like exquisitely uncomfortable to finish a date and be like okay and just have that moment of like staring at each other like we are ending a first date we must kiss now like that to me is so awkward yeah but if it's like building up and then it just happens I think that's Fine. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, so anti. I don't know why. <laughs> like, definitely, like, they had a lot of kisses on the... I feel like, oh, we could look at the data. No, the spreadsheet. <laughs> but I feel like there were a lot of kisses, and sometimes they were weird, and sometimes they weren't, and I often felt bad because in the heteronormative world I was living in, I feel like these men felt like they had to kiss or make the move, and... I don't know. I just, like, I get weirded out by stranger saliva. That's really fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's funny because I, I feel, like, kind of similar, but then also, I don't know. I'll you know, hook up moments. with someone, like, the first time I meet. Like, it's you're weird. Right. It's hard to tell. It's, like, because it's true if you're attracted to them, if you're into them. It's that same thing of, like, how do yeah. you define or determine? But also, yeah, it's tricky when you know you you don't want it and you're not sure. Like, do you have a move? For, like, did you go in for the hug? Were you like, okay, thanks? I went in for okay. the hug, for sure. I think my move is if I'm not trying to kiss somebody, I will go in for a hug and, like, make that specific and then, yeah. like, dart away. But I don't know. I've had other times, like, uh, there was this one guy that I went on a date with who I actively did not like. Um, and I actually, for reasons related to why I did like this guy, he was like, um, very subtly unfeminist, which was annoying to me. Um, so at the end of that day, I like we were in the middle of a hotel lobby where we'd had drinks on the roof. Yeah, it was like eight thirty, very well lit, very populated hotel lobby. We're in the middle. I was like, we had no chemistry. I just need to hug you and leave. And then like I hug him, and then I was like saying bye, and he just sort of like put his hand around the back of my head, pulled me in, and did, like, a peck on my lips. And I was just sort of, like, frozen. I was like, oh, I don't be doing this at Why all. Why do we have to do this? Yeah. yeah. Right. I, it, felt, it felt just like a checking the box action that he felt like he had to do versus, like, oh, this is clearly a vibe you're feeling because I was certainly not yeah. putting off that vibe at all. So that was weird. Really? That's yeah. not the most fun. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. For the most part, I think it's fine. All right. Yeah. No, that's the right opinion. Totally. I just, I, I don't know why I'm having these new, like, I can, I'm like Marianne Williamson here. I'm like, I have a new opinion and I'm going to put it out there. No, I, I think there's, it's a very complicated question. Yeah. It is less, it is more complicated than a lot of, um, like, questions we talk about surrounding first dates. I think that's true. Um, should we take a really quick ad break before we do the categories? Yes. And we're back after an ad break, or maybe not, depending on how nice this week was to us. Oh, and maybe depending on... I just hit the mic. I'm so excited. Maybe depending on how many 
reviews you've left. So thank you for leaving those reviews because that might mean we have an ad there because they think we're, yes. we're great. Thanks. Guys, we're already talking about it, so let's talk about it. Rate, subscribe, review. It's the best thing in the world. For us, it really takes so little time out of your day. And you can just click five stars and put a thumbs up emoji or yeah. a thumbs down emoji, although we hope not. Whatever you want to put. Um, because we do this for free. We These ads, we break even almost. And, you know, we'd love to even start paying for Olivia's dates. That would be really <laughs> cool. But, you know, we got to get that ad money. So thank you. We really appreciate it. And even beyond the ads, it's just really helpful for getting cool guests on. And honestly, reading them makes my day sometimes just like oh fuck we're actually being somewhat helpful that is incredibly validating so thank you for validating me there are many <laughs> reasons and and perhaps foremost among them is us uh valid uh, getting being validated validation but wow. now back to the juicy juicy date categories we've been workshopping we haven't had much <laughs> luck coming up with clever names but we're you know keep sending them in i tried to start a facebook post didn't really work <laughs> and then i just asked for reviews so Olivia. This is really on theme. Let us know if you have smart names for any of them. <laughs> okay. And, or you just, I think you're just crushing it today, top to bottom. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> take it's over. my day. Please take over. Please <laughs> take over. You're okay. nailing it. All right. And then we'll have a juicy question. We have a juicy question we're going to talk <gasps> yes. about when well, you when to know when to get back out on dates. But it's juicier than that. Okay. For sure. Tease. First. First the categories. Okay. Pre-date section. Andy Anderson detective work. How much Googling did you do pre-date? Zero. Okay. You didn't look at his therapist reviews? I totally would have gotten on, like, ZocDoc or whatever. Oh, boy. I, I didn't know that was an option that existed it in the world. It might not be. I will like, do it now retroactively. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> I would be like, whatever his patient's saying. Okay. His text communication skills on a scale from 1 to 10. Very good. He put a lot of effort into texting, wrote a lot of things to me, and had good response time. And we quickly moved it from texting to a date, which I love. Yes. So, Oh, yeah. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, we knew that. Okay. So, outfit choice. Yours and maybe his. Um, His, I thought was cool. It was kind of like a short sleeve button down, which, with like a funny pattern on it, which I find very charming on men. Um, I do too. I like this. Yeah, I think it's so cute. Um, My first date outfit, I basically have like two dresses that I just rotate between for all of my first dates. Um, So, I wore that. I'll give myself a ten. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, okay, my also tip for first date outfits is I put in like 30% effort on my appearance for first dates. I don't think it makes sense to really try hard on your appearance on a first date. Amen. Keep the wisdom coming. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, completely. It's, you don't want to, if I got all dolled up, I would misrepresent myself mm-hmm. in some way. I've probably already misrepresented myself in the photos because let's be real, Facetune. But more realistically, it's the it adds to the pressure of time investment in a date. Dates are tough. I'm sorry, yes. I just totally commandeered that conversation from you, but that's how I felt at least. Totally, yeah. It's like I have two outfits. I brush my hair. I walk to the date. I'm yeah. not doing more than that. Completely. There's a hilarious kind of random movie called Bachelorette, which is on Netflix. It's by this like so good female film- filmmaker Leslie Headland, who I really like. Oh, and it stars Lizzie Kaplan, who's like my biggest girl crush of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the franchise. Just yes, so it, it has nothing to do with the yes. TRT. Do not start the time or again anyone. Um but there's a hilarious uh monologue that Lizzie Kaplan's character gives about giving blowjobs. <laughs> and it's a similar <laughs> idea of like you gotta start at threes and fours. Mm. Like whatever no effort. It's so <laughs> fun. it's really, really funny That's to funny. think about. Okay, so the next actually three categories we kind of already covered date venue how many dicks we already said four mm-hmm. lost at first sight i think we can answer mm-hmm. nah. um the rosket test test did he ask you a question about yourself that veered away from first date territory Passed. Yes. yes amazing so we'll do rose and thorn mm. <laughs> which is which we love which is our fa- my our personal favorite name it's so dumb uh <laughs> Do, what was the high and low point of the date? Um, high point of the date, I mean, I I really loved when he unsolicited brought up all of the sort of like feminism stuff. I thought it was also just so cool and uniquely interesting to hear him talk about that his job literally involved him going to women's prisons and giving them counseling. Like, mm. that is just so cool. And I never would have heard about that had I not gone on this date. So that was awesome. Thorne was probably just the ramp up at the beginning where I was like, why is he not speaking? Mm. Or why is he not asking me any questions? That annoyed me. Totally. But we got over it. 
I think we have the next one answered too. The 2019 <gasps> test. Did anything weird in the age of Me Too and mansplaining and all the things? PC, he sounds PC as fuck. Yeah, yeah. he was opposite of mansplaining. Mr. 2019. <laughs> he was. Mr. He was so woke. Yeah. Mr. 2019, 2019. Yes. Like, like Miss America 2019. But then next year will be Mr. 2019, 2020. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, the wrap up. PG, PG-13, or R rating? I would give this one a solid PG. And then in hindsight, would you rather have spent the night with friends, alone, or on this date? <gasps> on the date. Okay. Yeah. Totally on Love the date. Love it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we could either start with those questions <gasps> or... Can we... No, just we we're on the same wavelength. I was just about to say literally the exact same we thing. We should start like, with them. Next uh, time, let's try starting with them. Yeah. Or just intersperse them and just saying the categories when they come up. But let's try starting with them and seeing it. Okay, yeah. next so time... Boring it could be a good like jumping off point, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Next time when wow. we have Olivia on, we will start with the questions and see how you like that. And you guys should let us know and weigh in what you like. But before we leave you, we're going to do a question. Oh, no, do we have anything to say first? Sorry. I oh, was really... Who I, won the date? Oh, yeah. Who won the date? It could be Ooh. the drink. It could be... The bar. The bar. It could be, like, the waiter who was funny. It could be, like, the woman's shoes you noticed. It could be... Mm. It could be the fact that it was a Wednesday. I don't know what day of the week it was. It was a Wednesday. <gasps> wow. wow. Guys, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm definitely not um, Let's see. I think the winner of the date was likely um, the pizza that I got on my walk home. Oh, fuck I yeah. love nothing more than a late night New York City pizza pizza. Mm. Yeah. So that makes really a date worth leaving my house for. Ooh, maybe that'll be my dinner tonight. Mm. Um, Cool. Awesome. Thank you for indulging us. Of course. Thank you you all for listening. Yeah, and like listeners, do you like the categories? We We really like them (laughs) because it feels kind of produced. (laughs) It feels after two years or something, (laughs) we started producing this podcast. Um, No, but okay, let us know what you think of them. And if you have additions, if there's any categories you think we should skip, if you would prefer them at the beginning or the end. And that's it. Yeah. On my, on my categories, thoughts. Email us. Um, we're going to do this advice question now. We are. I think Ooh. this, you know, is very relevant. It's short. It's sweet, which makes it easy to kind of just read. Just that hint. Sometimes oh. it's maybe more likely that we'll read worse first dates and things when they're short. Sorry. It's just because we're time yeah we can do a quick a quick psa about this we love getting your worst first dates i love i personally love reading them it makes my day we've had um some issues because sometimes they're a little too short or a little too long to really read like in a recording because you know it's if it if it's over a certain length it's gonna take up you know like a really big chunk of the episode um under it probably won't be like juicy enough so I think, like, two paragraphs is a nice, you know, two meaty paragraphs is a great length. Give us the bullet points. Give us the ins and outs. And you can also write the long one with it, but it just helps. We, oh, yeah, you know, because we don't want to cut out any part of your story without you. And we're, we're don't have a ton of time to do that work totally. and <laughs> we also we do like i love reading them i yeah. truly truly do so, so like send if you are sending them like we dig it and you they are not going to waste they are making us fucking happy and we talk we do talk like about them on sometimes we read them and we internalize them when we talk about them on the podcast but to be able to read them on the air yeah that kind of two paragraph rule of thumb is i think helpful from your moms. So many rules today. <laughs> Sorry. Girls, girls, yeah. girls. From your middle school teacher, so, so <laughs> social studies teacher. I, I feel like we could be like the health. Like, exactly. Oh, oh, one point five line spacing times New Roman yes. 12 point. Um, Just kidding. Don't it. format your I'm worst But I, maybe do. Or, I you mean, know, if you do, bonus. You get a gold star. <laughs> I will get extra you a gold credit. Star. There should be like a dating class. Maybe not in high school. In college. There is at Boston College where I went. It's really? always written up. I've That's tried cool. to have her on the podcast. It's cool. You have to ask someone out in the wild. Oh. It's very cool. I didn't get to take it. But there are articles about her. Someone sent them in. Yeah. It's very cool. Oh. I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, I like this one because it's not just about first dates. But it, then it sounded like I was saying, hey, ladies. So let's just... This has to do with kind of more relationshipy stuff, which I think it's fun to delve into because we talk so much about early dates. But, hey ladies, how do you know when you're over an ex after a breakup and it's the right time to start going on dates again? Or does the term right time even exist in this case? So, short, sweet to the point, but how do you know when to start going on dates again after a breakup? I think there are many different opinions on this and having not been in... A super long-term relationship I don't even feel like I will have any good advice but what would you guys say just off the bat okay 
I want to hear what Olivia has to say, <laughs> only because I just think she's killing it tonight, as I've said. And that's kind of your story about your current dating situation, right? Since mm-hmm. you're in a long-term relationship, and this is kind of you getting back out there. Yes. So I fully will share my story, but Ooh, I okay. want to hear your opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, I think... I hesitate to put, like, a time window on it because that's probably not realistic. And I think it depends so much. Like, I think if you are the person initiating a breakup, I think chances are you'd be ready sooner because probably you've done some, like, pre-processing slash, like, grieving of the relationship while mm-hmm. you're still in it. So you're probably ready more quickly. Whereas I think if you're the person who's been broken up with, maybe it should be a little bit longer before you get out there. But that's a little prescriptive. Um, I guess I feel like you maybe are ready to go out on a date with another person when you feel like, um, I don't know, when I think you're able to to not feel like you need to like that person to get into another relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be, I think, scared if you were, like, just fresh out of a relationship and then you start going on more dates because you're, like, still in that mindset of, like, I need this next person to work out so I can replace my relationship that I just ended. I think that's, like, dating from a place of, like, powerlessness. And I think, like, you want to be dating from a place of, like, my life is great and this is, I'm having a really good time. And if I meet someone, that's awesome. If I don't, I don't. Um, and I think, like, however long it takes you to get to that spot of your life is how long it should be before you start dating again. Mm. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I feel like you should just feel excited. Yeah. You know, I, okay, well, I guess usually for me, I've been in the camp where I'm out of a relationship and. I, like, really don't want to go on dates. Like, I am I carry my baggage for a while and, yeah. like, have a really hard time shedding it. Even in relationships I've ended and, like, I just have a hard time kind of letting go of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's taken me sometimes a long time to, like, go on a date. I think, like, there's total credit to, like, if you want to, like, go out health healthily and safe, sa- safely just, like, bone somebody. Like, right. I, I think sometimes a rebound situation is, like, very healthy. Um But I think, yeah, if you're in the place of feeling sad and having a hard time letting go, I think that, like, when it becomes exciting to you, like, I don't necessarily think you should force yourself. Do you? I don't know. It's so tough. I'm going to just speak stream of consciousness, I guess, as (laughs) we always do here. But I'm thinking of how much I'm like, oh, I don't know. What what about? I haven't been in a five-year-long relationship ever. But I was, like, struggling with, for a while, with feelings for someone. Like, this has happened to me multiple times in my life. And, like, not going on the date kept me in those feelings because it was easy to, like, dwell on this communication we had. Or So sometimes even this podcast came of, like, just a full, like, I was, like, in a dry spell of just not really having feelings at all. But then I would still kind of do weird dwelling or Instagram stalking or making someone important from my past who was, should not have been important. And dating, like, took that edge off. Mm. And I feel like if I started doing it sooner in this really prescriptive podcast way, which happened to be important for me to just do the fucking thing, it could have helped. Like, me reframe things. Not everything's a rejection. Mm. But I, again, I don't think... That's for everyone. No, you're so right, and I take back everything I said. I don't, I don't know. I don't I think they're exclu- mutually exclusive. Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's true that like maybe waiting for it to be something that's exciting is not like I I do think a lot of times you do you have to force yourself out of your comfort zone a little, but I think it should as long as it feels like you are not like ripping at wounds you know what I mean like as long as things don't feel so raw yeah but I have a I think I have a brilliant idea not to shoot my own horn I'm gonna say it and you guys are gonna be like that's not (laughs) the lies I should stop I think you should ask I think you should take a a straw poll of the three people that you are closest to and ask them if you're ready to go on a date your best friends your mom your whatever your sibling I think you should look them in the eye and be like you know me you know where I'm at we talk, you hear my feelings. Mm. Do you think I should be going on dates? I think that they will. If, if, like People you really trust, don't ask your fucking casual acquaintances, don't ask your whatever, you, colleagues who you chat with. Definitely not. Like, the people who know your soul. Yeah. If you are, like, lucky enough to have those people, like, give them a call and be like, this is where I'm at. What do you think I need? Because I think, especially if you get three answers, <laughs> if you can try, you know, uh, triangulate the the five, they'll usually give you a pretty accurate I love that. Sense. I love it, too. I think it's brilliant. brilliant corner. Liza's brilliance corner. That was <laughs> amazing. I think it counts less because I tooted my own fucking arm before I even said it. I was like, guys, guys, wait, 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 wait. No, I had an idea. No, that's so good. 
brilliance positive podcast and you toot your horn. It well, was brilliant. I had to step it up because Olivia's been killing it in the brilliance corner this whole episode. I was like, I got to think of something wise. Uh, that was wise. And even that before so that, wise. you said another wise thing. Because I'll counteract what I said before. I do think, yeah, if you're going to go home crying, like, you'll feel it. Or you want to leave the day or you panic, like, oh my gosh, be good to yourself. Like, don't push yourself. Totally. Because I have done that thing where I've gone home from a date crying in the cab. Because it was like, all I could think about was an ex. Yeah. Can I bring up another premise? What about a relationship that's, like, over-ish, maybe closer to, like, a break? And someone's afraid of, like, their ex finding out that they're dating again and then it really being over? Mm. Like, I feel like that's come up in people's lives, too. So almost wondering, Mm. like, is it going to be back on? Like, where's the line there where it's a little more murky? Like, if you are going on a date with somebody who's in that situation? I guess if you're you're still the one, like, broken up with, but it seems like it might come back together, how do you decide then whether to date or not? I would say date, but maybe don't get physical. That's not the right answer for everybody. But I, I think if there's that possibility, then I've seen friends and actually had people really, really close to me be like on breaks with people and like the person they are on a break with like immediately goes out and sleep with some sleeps with someone, which like we are very sex positive. And like I just said, like if you are after like two the day after you break up, you should go get some if you can. Like I think it helps whatever, not really whatever you feel. But I think that if you're on a break, it can feel really hurtful or that it's a the break is about physical stuff and not like emotional needs. And also a break negative podcast or Me podcaster. Too. That's what I, I was I, say. So I'm considering it still a breakup. And I think there's some danger in like thinking I shouldn't do that because how would that make them feel as well? Again, this is just fun. I don't feel yeah. either way. Because the person who loves you is going to love you even if you go date another person. Yeah. But then it's tricky because you don't want to hurt that person. It's totally very tricky. Someone I'm working with right now has been with his husband for 10 years and they broke up for six months. It wasn't a break. They weren't sure if they were going to get back together. Like they were, you know, long distance. It was tricky. They broke up and they both had like some flings, some hookups. One of them had like, like briefly dated, whatever. They eventually like, they super missed each other. They got back together. They're married now. They're like an annoyingly beautiful and successful couple. Not really. They're very sweet, but, um, (laughs) but like, they th- this this guy told me like we just kind of didn't talk about it like mm-hmm. I, it was healthier yeah. for uh, for both of us to kind of we we know there was some stuff that happened we don't need the details yeah so also I guess there is it can work for some people to go have like an experience that the experience you need to have and then just bring it back to your new relationship with respect it all seems to or, come sorry, back to what, what do what you want, but like you yeah, don't not do the dating because of the other person, or don't go on a date after a dark breakup just because you want to prove something or because you they're moving on. Do what you actually want to do, and it's so hard to know what you want. So <laughs> easier said than done, but I feel like all of those different things boil down to like you'll know when you're doing it for like kind of the quote unquote right reasons. Yeah, um, bachelorette. Yeah, Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> we are Chris poisoning Harrison. my brain. Wow, well, we all. are. That's amazing. Um, awesome. Does anyone have any lingering thoughts? Lingering thoughts corner? No lingering thoughts. Um, oh, we missed a, a key category. Speaking of The Bachelorette and speaking of lingering thoughts, this can be our, our ender. Ooh. Do you, one of the categories we missed was, would you accept slash give this rose for oh. a second date? Um, I didn't accept okay. the rose for the second date. I sort of like let a conversation, you know, go into the either. So that was too bad. I was very conflicted. But, yeah. but you don't. Uh, but it wasn't right. You don't know every no. anyone, anything. It's, it's totally. Dating is a fucking struggle. Just, but I've been telling myself, and this is, brings me back to my sensitive things, like when all of our we get so many lovely notes and then like one small comment will kind of make me feel like oh are we doing like and it's a fucking podcast we do for free but I still am like oh it's like wait a second I don't have to be for everyone mm. <laughs> like this podcast is certainly not for everyone but like date and dating like the not everyone's gonna be a match totally. I know it's so hard but even like you don't have to feel badly. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I, I do not feel badly for him. He's fine. He has probably good self-esteem. Like, he'll be okay. I'm not yeah. the love of his life, probably. It was more like, I think I was wrestling with, like, am I making a wrong decision for myself? Oh. Like, am I letting something go that could have been something really wonderful? Mm-hmm. I think that 
uh, is what gave me pause. Um, Again, so wise and healthy. I'm just thinking the <laughs> other way. Like, that is... I I think it's selfish, but... No, I think no. it's cool to be able to think about that in that way. Like, I, I, I think it means that you're, like, an advanced dater, like, a mature <laughs> dater. Like, I feel like I never got there. Yeah. And, like, really, yeah. Because it is really tough with the second dates. But I think mm-hmm. you're... You came to that thing with attraction and also just like you know your gut kind of knows you just know better to say say no yeah totally i don't know yeah i mean okay don't go on a second date was that too too sad no it's okay i wrote it down maybe we'll cut it if it's too sad and maybe we won't and maybe crazy um so anyway guys thank you so much for listening you already heard about raise subscribe review you already heard about the secret facebook group but you should go join it join it post in it Talk about your feelings with us. Send us your worst first dates because we do have them. And you can send them in more condensed. We sent a long one. It's totally cool. We didn't clarify. We love you. And you know what? You could also tag us in your Instagram stories. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. At 51firstdatespod. Yeah. I think I already said it, but I'll say it again. We'll Our always say email it. is 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. That's where you can head us with your worst first, your stories, your questions, your feelings, your concerns. Any thoughts that you have for Olivia? Oh, yeah. Like, and dates. Yeah. Send we them in. that, but like, hey, we can keep doing it. Any back paths about how, just how wise we are. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. How wise Tell Olivia us how wise is. we are. Exactly. <laughs> Set me up on dates. Fun. If you know any cute men in New York, yeah. set me up on a date. Setups are welcome. Setups we'll are so welcome. Proper vetting, but setups are for welcome. Sure. Tell us about I'm your getting brothers, about your cousins. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we love you guys so much and go on a date go on a date go on a date